NC Real Estate Members Club for property investors who want to come and build a property portfolio that completely aligns with their goals. How are you doing this week? I hope you are really, really well. I appreciate you coming back and joining me. What's been going on this week? Oh, so much. Uh, if those of you who don't follow my newsletter and you don't get my Sunday evening mail outs, you probably won't have seen that at the moment I am planning a wedding, my own wedding actually, <laughs> to Chris. We're getting married in July in Bath in the United Kingdom, which is where I was born and grew up. For most of you who know me, you know that I have got properties down there as well. Uh, we're, getting we're getting married so soon in July. Uh, it'd be a year since we get we got engaged from the time we got engaged to when we got married the date seemed to work and so what I've been doing is putting in place the plans for everything that's going on and at the moment I'm knee deep in organizing the band the entertainment which is still on the down low because I know that some of you who are coming to the wedding are listening to this podcast I'm not letting you into the secrets just yet um organizing food and the type of food that we want to have, um, booking in giving notice, which I'd completely slipped my mind that we need to be back in the UK to do that. So we're going to come back to the UK at the end of February, beginning of March to give notice. Um, what else has come with doing this? I mean, location, organizing where people need to be, where they're staying, getting invites out. It's my biggest thing has been is the fact that I'm on a different time zone. And so organizing everything from uh, New York time to England time has meant that I have to get up early and be on the phone sorting things out. Um, and I do not ever want to be one of these bridezillas. I have dreams of my wedding day being the most chilled out day ever. We're getting married in the evening. I'm going to have a nice brunch in the morning, then spend some really relaxing time getting ready. That is my dream day. I do not want anything over the top. And so I've been very conscious about the fact that um, I need to just chill out with it all. So that's really consumed my past week. The last thing I've got to book really is a band. So if anybody knows a band who would like to play at my wedding on the 13th of July, get in contact. <laughs> uh, now it's the last thing I need to do. Everything else is just falling into place. So that's been the main thing that I've been doing. And the second thing, I went to something really interesting this week at a place called the Brooklyn Brainery. And it was a workshop on how to be a badass. And I love going to stuff like that. Anything self-development, self-improving is my jam. And getting to meet new people and see what they're doing and see how they're running their businesses or going about their day-to-day -day life. You know what I'm like, I love chatting to people. So I just absorbed it all. But the interesting thing was that this workshop was all based around improvisation and role play, not something that I'm necessarily that much of a fan of. I've never really been into the acting side of things. I'm not an actress, but I did enjoy the games and the group work that goes with it. And one of the things that I learned and the key takeaway from this workshop was when you are sitting with somebody and you're doing an idea building, so you're generating ideas and you're saying, do you know what my dream is to make this an award-winning podcast? The person sitting next to you, rather than going, yeah, but 
They say yes and, and then they build on it and they give you another idea and then you fire back with another yes and, I agree with you and I can do this. And it was such a positive way of building ideas, getting a strategy in place. So I really actually want to advise and recommend that you do it. I want you to, when you're putting together your property investment strategy, brainstorm it with somebody. And when you're brainstorming, affirm the fact that your goal is, yes, I want to make £5,000 a month my property investments and I also want to do X and then pass it across to the next person. They can say, yes, you are definitely going to make £5,000 from your property investments and you're going to do the X that you said, plus you are going to be able to do X, Y and Z. And what this is is a positive, real goal affirming conversation to have and it can make you feel so excited about what's coming so try it use the yes and in your property investment strategy it was a key takeaway for me and I am going to use that going forward it's part of the reason why I've been building on the brand and having the confidence to do it based upon that workshop so I'm so glad that I went if you are thinking about going to a workshop that you're a bit nervous about going to or you're wondering whether it pushes you outside of your comfort zone you're like ah, I don't know that I can go to a workshop on my own quite frankly put this thought in your head no one's going to know me there. And even if they do, they're there in the same situation. I am just going to go and give it my all and see what I take out of it. And if you don't take anything, fine. If you take a lesson, brilliant. Self-improvement and self-care and looking after what you're doing is something awesome. So can I recommend that you do it? I have to do it. I go out there and do it. Always push myself outside of my comfort zone. So don't think you ever get to this level of, yes, I'm a perfect person. I never need to work on myself again. I don't think that ever happens. I really don't think that ever happens. So if you see something that's interesting to you, go and do it. We are still in January. You can go out there and live the life that you want, however you want to do it. So make sure that you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and you're going to these places and you're doing these things regardless of how terrified you are. I get terrified about walking into new situations. I've spoken about it at length before have some sort of imposter syndrome where I, I think that people don't uh, look at me the way that I present myself correctly. That came out all weird, but it's this, I, I can talk myself out of things. So what I have to do is have one side of my, of my brain, which will just completely talk me out of things. And the other side, which says, regardless of what that side of the brain says, we're going to go and do it anyway and go for it. And you have to be a bit thick skinned about these things and think, who cares what someone else thinks about me? I get it. It takes a lot to get there. I too have to remind myself that it really doesn't matter what other people think of me. As long as I like myself and, my, and I've got some good friends around me, that's all that I need. And not everybody has to like you either. So yes, long and short of that little story, that little tidbit is that if you have got something that you want to go out and do, please go out there and do it. Be brave, be brave, go for it. You never know what you will learn. Right, this week, what am I covering in today's podcast? I am covering how to know which area to invest in. I get asked this a lot. Natasha, where should I be putting my money? Let's start off with the basics. The first place, the the first know-how, I guess, of knowing which area to invest in is an area that you are interested in. <laughs> sounds silly, doesn't it? Or well, sounds simple. It might sound very simple to you. 
you will not invest or you will not buy a property if you don't care about the area. Like, this is just a fact of life. If you don't care enough to go out there and find the property, if you don't like an area, if you don't feel safe in an area, if it doesn't inspire you, there is going to be no reason for you to go there and try and find a property. So I just park that area. If you've got somewhere you think, oh my gosh, everybody else is investing in Manchester. And so I need to go and invest in Manchester and you get there and you actually don't care about it. Just don't invest there because you're never going to be bothered enough to make the money. Things will go wrong. Inevitably, you just won't come with the right mindset. You need to invest in somewhere that makes you feel awesome about it. So for example, I invested in Bath, even though I was living in London, I'd moved away from Bath because my family were there. That's my home. I love it. I'm so proud to be from Bath. You go to Bath and it's like the most gorgeous city. I like going to the spa when I'm there. I like the shopping. I like the restaurants. I like that my friends and family are there. I like that I know people. I can go in the local pub and people know me. That whole thing just gets me real excited. And it's a massive tourist trap. So, you know, I can provide accommodation for that. I like investing in London. Not that I'm doing it at the moment. As you know, we're selling one of our London properties. But I liked investing there when I was buying properties there because I was finding little niche areas that had this real character. When I first bought a property and I invested in Notting Hill, I loved the area. It was so close to the central London. And I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'd live here myself. That's a really good question to ask. Would you live there yourself? If you would, fantastic. That's a good area for you to invest in. And once I say that, you then might be thinking, well, the market's not great in that area. Okay, the market might not be great in that area, but there's always demand if there's people living there. So you've got to the next step is go and find the demand for rental properties. Why does this area work well for rent? Who wants to rent here? Who wants to live here? Who would my ideal target tenants be? That's the next thing you need to look at. If you were to buy a property in this area that you love so much, who are your target audience? That's number two. Okay, again, it doesn't answer the question, oh, what happens if, what's the market doing? Let me just rewind slightly and remind you that markets really operate on supply and demand. So if there is demand, prices go up. If there isn't demand, prices go down. So you've always got to be investing in somewhere where there is demand for the product that you're putting on the market. So what have we got? We've got a location, so somewhere that you really care about, and that can be close to your home, that can be far away from your home, wherever you want it to be, you decide based upon the passion that you've got for that area. Number two, then you need to have a look at the demand. Where is the demand? What do tenants want in that area? Or perhaps it's a tourist trap like mine in Bath and you think, oh, I might use this for serviced accommodation. You just need to have a look what people want in that area. That's, that's it. So you've got those two first starts. Then number three, you need to have a look at how much money you've got in the bank or how much money you can borrow out of your current property portfolio or how much money you can save. That will then dictate the, si the size of property that you can buy. But that should always be the third thing because you need to make sure again that you've got that passion and that there's demand. And then you can decide what type of property that you're going to buy. And then you need to start looking at 
what's important around the local area? What are, What is bringing people to the local area? So you know that there's demand because you've spoken to local letting agents, you've looked at local stats, you've looked at how the rental market has been growing over the last couple of years, you've looked at property prices, that's how you're going to know about demand. You know, as if property prices have been going up, it means that people want to move into the area. If rental prices have been going up, even slowly, uh, there's not a huge hike in rental prices across the UK at all. Granted, I get it, but even if rental prices are going up, then you know that people still want to live there. You look at how long properties are on the market for, especially the rental market, and if they're being snapped up within a month or so, then you know, mm, okay, there's there's demand here, people are taking that. And you also need to be looking at the quality of the accommodation that's going on the market and what's coming off the market quickly, uh, because you know that you can then shape your property portfolio to that or your property that you buy to that. Fantastic. So you now know what your product looks like. And of course, then you've, you've looked at how much money you've got in the bank to be able to do this. Your fourth consideration really should then be what is going on in the local area? What is bringing people to the area to make them want to live here? And where usually property investors have the most success is that they get into an area before it booms. They get into an area first. They're buying cheap prices and then they've seen the vision. They, they know what's coming. They know there's a regeneration scheme coming. They know that maybe there's new transport connections coming into the area. Maybe there is something else happening that is going to create a real buzz, which is going to bring people to the area. You need to know what it is that creates that town center, creates that area that people want to live in. Maybe it's the schools, maybe it's amenities, maybe it's the fact that uh, Audi is moving in, or maybe people want the Waitrose, or Whole Foods have decided that they're going to set up in the middle of nowhere, Peak District, I don't know, whatever it is that you are, you are, that is bringing people to the area, you need to understand that. And that goes back to question to the first step where you need to have passion for an area. So the fact that you have passion in the area means that you are going to go out and do the research for why there's going to be demand in the area. See, it's all gelling together pretty nicely. For me, I'm always interested in transport routes. And I have said this so much. It's so important that my properties are on a mainline rail track you know they for me I need to be able to get in and out of uh, London really quickly everything that I do has always been centered around London even whether I like it or I don't like it I still have a lot of developments going on in London when I come back from New York I fly into London you can't fly into the west country from New York Bristol airport please sometime can you open up a direct flight to New York um so I need to be in and out of London, which means that my properties need to be on a mainline train station in and out of London. Simple as. Um, because I can get there and I think it's really important for my tenants to be able to uh, reach my properties quickly. And when I've bought in London, I've always bought uh, in a zone two. So zone two on the tube lines, um, and I appreciate it's got really, really expensive now, but when I first started investing, it was cheap to buy on, on zone two. It meant you were kind of in like a more, 
suburbia, villagey feel, or a villagey feel within a big city. Um, and so transport has always been good. And even being near a local bus stop, that works really well. Um, and also, if you're not, if you're maybe investing further out, then having somewhere to park a car, for example, can be really useful. Maybe within walking distance of the city centre. Again, really important for me. It's really important. My tenants can get around and they can get to amenities really, really easily. The other thing that I look out for when investing is uh, what the amenities are around. So I like to invest near a, sh a shop, so a supermarket, whether that's a smaller kind of local supermarket or a bigger supermarket. I think it's very important that my properties are close to those those things. Um, also parks. Parks are really important for me, having an open space, mainly because I've got a dog um, and I allow all my tenants to have dogs. And I know some people will be thinking, oh, Natasha, what are you opening a can of worms for? But because I have a dog, I get it. I really get it. I wouldn't be anything without um, summer puppies. So, <laughs> I mean, I have to give the same to my tenants and I get it that dog lovers love their dogs. So if they can bring them with them, fantastic. But then having that park is vital so that they can take them out uh, to run them, to walk them. I also think that it's uh, really necessary to be close to a good school if you're investing for, for young families. That's something that you need to think about. Um, so these are all considerations which should give you that indication of how to know which area to invest in. There isn't that exact area. But let me see some things that um, I, I have. Um, let me show you some things that I have researched recently about good areas which seem to be up and coming in the UK. So sticking on the same theme as transport the first thing is looking at the east to west rail project from cambridge to oxford and i think i've looked at that before and i've told you about it before but um it's one of these things which is looking quite exciting at the moment for those of you who are investing around oxford and cambridge you know it is a nightmare to get between those cities there isn't really a good connection you have to go on uh windy A roads if you're going to get there. It takes a while. So the fact that the uh, network rail are planning on building a rail uh, connection between those two cities is really great. I mean, it's not opening until 2030, so we're a long way out, but it's definitely something that you should be um, considering at if that's your area to invest in. You get in early and you make use of it when it opens. The next is the Western Rail Link program, which I have got my eye on. This is something which is really, really important for me. And that is the Great Western Main Line to Heathrow. Um, and they are planning on um, putting a tunnel between somewhere around Maida Vale to Heathrow Terminal 5, which will be fantastic for connections between the West Country, Wales, the Southwest um, to Heathrow. And it'd be easier for me to get in and out. And so I am going to look at investing around those areas. Network Rail have so many different upgrades coming at the moment. If you have a look around uh, Liverpool, loads of connections going in there and faster train services and around Manchester. The whole of South Wales is uh, being upgraded at the moment. The line's being electrified. 
And there's quite a few other projects as well. For those of you on the Waterloo train uh, network, you'll see that uh, Waterloo has just upgraded all of its stations and they are running far more trains in and out of that station. For me, these are really important things to look at because it starts giving me a plan of where I'm going to be investing over the next uh, roughly um, five to 10 years. And for me, I look at that. But the other thing that's important for you to have a look at is regeneration schemes. Now, you find out about regeneration schemes by simply looking on the government's website and you'll have a look at where they are putting uh, money. Key schemes that I've had a look at, well, strangely, and this is a strange one for me to mention, but it's got a lot of press coverage at the moment, is Chard in Somerset. Now, there have needed to be uh, some regenerations to these smaller towns for a while because I think people get really cut off. Um, there's no train station down there, FYI. So for me, it's not necessarily in a good investment place, um, but they're building a new town center and business park and the consultation, the consultation is starting at the moment, which is interesting for all of you who are investing in the far southwest. You might want to get involved in that. Swansea is another place that is doing a town regeneration and the regeneration plans look beautiful if they're going to go ahead with that. They're planning on starting uh, construction this year and they're going to be, it's called the Swansea Central Digital Square. Um, and this year they're going to start building the stadium and city park, which is going to include residential and retail. And then they're going to start looking at the riverfront and how they can improve that uh, thereafter. So quite exciting. And the fact, guys, that there's no more tolls on the Severn Bridge. Uh, the day that that happened, my dad got in contact with me as he was driving across the Severn Bridge. He phoned me. He's like, Natasha, it's now free for me to get to Port Talbot where his partner lives. So I was like, Ooh, oh, well, I'm glad you've got in contact with me for that to happening. But it's making it easier to get down that way. So that could be a real interesting, uh, real interesting regeneration to have a look at if you are investing in that area the fact that they are going to be doing it shows that there is interest in that area and interest for prices to be going up and then we've also got Doncaster the Doncaster Urban Centre Master Plan and this is in the real beginning again I looked at this and I thought wow this city centre is gonna look awesome if you are investing anywhere around Doncaster, have a look at the Urban Centre Master Plan. This includes a new cultural quarter, green spaces, they're going to be updating the university and research facilities. So anybody who's doing student-lets, Doncaster might be a place to have a look at. It's in the plan stage. But it's important that you're looking at this. And the reason you're looking at regeneration is because that's areas where councils have thought, oh, people would actually come to the area if we did X. So there is that demand for these sort of properties and we know that it's going to make the area look really vibrant and uh, get a better feel for the, for the area. And hey, you can cash in on that too. If that's something that's interested you and those areas are somewhere where you think, oh yeah, I'm investing near there, I'm going to check it out. Why not? Places to get in early and then see how, how it goes with demand and the property investment market around there. So I'd always have a look at that always always have a look at that it's very encouraging when uh, town centers and local councils start looking at regeneration plans so all of these things are exactly how i would start knowing how to 
know which area to invest in. And no, I've not given you a certain area because you can find deals in any area. You have just got to look at, again, what inspires you and where the demand is and then buy for the demand. Okay, so just to finish off, I've got a quick question for, again from the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. And I'm going to put the link down there for that if you want to come and get involved in the conversation. I've got a question from Paul. He's just starting out and he wants to know buy to lets or flips or both. Well, Paul, I don't know your financial situation. I don't know how much money you've got in the bank. But what I would suggest is that if you have... Um, no, uh, no kind of experience with flips, you might want to buy a buy to let first um, and maybe split your capital between buying one buy to let where you buy it, you do a real quick refurb or renovation or like even a paint job on it, put tenants in there, um, buy it in an area where it can increase in value and you've got scope to add value. So you've got that there. And then you could do a flip once you've got that. So you know, you've got the cash flow coming in from that property, you know that there's a chance for the capital value to uh, grow so that in the next couple of years, you can use that equity to buy another property and then you could do a flip after that where uh, you already know local agents and they've been talking to you and you've had more time to speak to them about the fact that you're looking for a property that you need to modernize um, and they can be sending you those whilst you're doing your first buy to let you could then finish that and then have a go at doing the flip I would start smaller with a project that's manageable for you and as you get more experience grow on that as well do always speak to your accountant about this because um, I do my flips and my buy-to-lets through different companies and that works for me. So speak to your accountant about what works for you too. So I hope that helps. Right, there we go. We're at the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to me today. <laughs> Thank you for coming and joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Don't forget to click like and write me a five-star review. And if you want to come and join the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group, I will put the link below. And if you want to come and read any of the blogs that I put out, because I blog quite regularly, head on over to www.ncrealestate.co.uk. Again, thank you for joining me today and I'll catch up with you again next week.